Welcome guys to the How Do You Health Podcast. I am super excited today. It's Friday. We haven't done a Friday one in a while, but uh, we have, uh, we're speaking to Amaya Shiva. She is an Ayurvedic practitioner and founder of uh, Siddha Labs. And uh, the conversation already started about uh, the different ways that we approach health. And as we were speaking about earlier, which is exactly the same way (laughs) uh, that that, um, health can be approached. We look at the biochemistry, and uh, and you and you study the oldest and oldest of traditions, and then we just always figure out well, it's exactly the same. There's no, nothing's really changed. Right, right. right. And Different so, language, same same principles, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 We, I mean, we already connected on it. We just before we started recording, we we're talking about nitric oxide, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and tell us how you apply nitric oxide in the Ayurvedic world. Well, what I am interested in is using nitric oxide as a measurement tool to understand how Ayurvedic traditional uh, botanicals and medicinals impact the oral microbiome. And what I was explaining is that because Ayurveda is a qualitative science, right? Like we don't look so much at what are the levels um versus western which is quantitative like we need a measurement so how can we bridge those languages so nitric oxide is a metric that is more easily it's you can measure it right so so what i'm interested in is um translating right how can we bring this language of ayurveda into the western world in a way that will pique interest right get people going oh okay oh damn what's going on over there like i need to check this out right so that's really what it's about right so when you say ayurveda what tools do you use for uh for your modalities for for ayurveda yeah yeah. so like when i'm working with With someone yeah right well a lot of it is facial diagnosis I'm looking at uh, the sclera. I'm looking at the tongue. I will listen to the pulse, and it's not just like the pace. Like there are there are 64 types of pulse to be heard, right? So, um, what is the person presenting with, right? All these subtle cues, how they sit, how they stand, how they eat. All of these are telling you something about them. And you can see whether or not someone is constipated from their face. You can see osteoporosis, prodromal signs and symptoms in the eyes. Like when you learn how to read the map correctly. So there are all these tools that are just like walking around in front of you. You don't need a test. You just use your eyes and yeah. question. And ears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was funny because with the heart thing, you would we talk about frequencies and vibrations all the time. And you would imagine like it would beat a certain different way or mm-hmm. with a certain type of, uh, what would you say, uh, intensity, impact or intensity am- am- or yeah. to create a, a specific type of wave. So I never really thought about it that way until you mentioned that, and mm-hmm. which is which is obviously, I mean, I always just thought faster or slower. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, there's so much more to it. Like, uh, so my teacher, Dr. Basant Lad, he's a master of pulse 
diagnosis. That is not my specialty, but it is his. And and he'll teach like there's what we call sarpa gati. It's this, the pulse of the snake. Or there's manduka gati, the pulse of the frog. Or there's hansa gati, the pulse of the swan. Right, and all of these tell you something about the the foundational kind of operating system of this particular organism that's in front of you. It's so fascinating. And then, of course, we use confluence. Right, it's not just one thing, but how how do all these puzzle pieces come together? Right, that heart rate, the skin tone, the coating on the tongue to paint this beautiful picture of the being in front of us so when you said function yeah whenever you say like this organism in front of us is functioning this way we think functioning as in like firing with thought processes Mm -hmm. uh activating muscles synapses synapses maybe um, muscle contraction because we're exercising what do you think of in the ayurvedic world as function yeah what i think of is how in tune is your body with the message of your soul How in tune is the radio signal that is your organism to the divine medicine and magic that you are here to serve with the world? Mm. How are you showing up? Are you truly living out the four aims of human life? right which is dharma artha kama and moksha right it's your your divine contribution to society the way you share your light in a way that lights not only you up but everyone around you right it's kama it's love the pursuit of of sensual pleasure and happiness it's artha it's the pursuit of wealth and then it's liberation like letting go of all of it letting go of all of it and that is what this body this vessel this vehicle is for for this this breadth and wealth of human experience and when you are sick when you are feeling less than you are not able to tune into the message your soul is sending right because it is like a radio dial when you feel like shit you're like oh i can't think about doing my divine work because like i can't get up out of bed so really it's that that deeper like ah it's just so magical that deeper truth and possibility for the human experience i i I love that actually Mm. that's pretty incredible Mm. the the soul aspect of it has to be addressed in a sense that like you think about I've, I've said this recently we talked about it there's a brain and there's a mind mm-hmm. yes okay nailed that and so nailed that. You, we the science <laughs> aspect is that we can test the brain mm-hmm. right we yeah. have many different ways to test it you don't necessarily have to because this goes back to the census aspect of it when you read someone you can tell a lot about them right what they're mm-hmm. carrying they're carrying themselves a certain way they wear their emotions on their chest right mm-hmm. well i'm also a chiropractor and so mm-hmm. i i I put my hands on people mm-hmm. in a sense that like I feel their energy all the time. And when I first start off in practice, um, you you could pick up on a force around the spine. If you actually palpate and put your hand there, you can feel mm-hmm. like a magnetic pressure mm-hmm. coming from the body. And so there's a physical energy that you feel off people. And you, I would do it with my eyes closed. Mm, yes. Or you become, you probably become more sensitive to it. With That's your right. Eyes closed so imagine it's the same deal. Like I always talk about Helen Keller, right? Like she was like mute, blind, and deaf, and mm-hmm. she was one of the. She was still able to write. 
Like that's incredible. That's right? that's powerful. That's powerful, right? Like right. the the body itself, as long as the brain's functioning to some capacity, right, is mm-hmm. able to process and function, you can do anything, mm-hmm. right? And so that's what I think is fascinating. We're just trying to unlock that potential of the brain to do things that we didn't think were possible. Yes, and and um, what I'd like to to add to that is that in uh, Vedic culture. This is the mind here, stored in the heart, right? This is the mind, and this is this is like the operating system, yep. right? This is the operating. Your brain is the operating system. Right. Um, when we when we try to let the operating system, the brain, f- dictate how we live, right? Like like the function of the mind is is kind of neurotic. Like, yeah. have you ever read the Untethered Soul? It's a great book. Like if you took your voice out of your head and you put it next to you, you'd be like, who is this schizophrenic person? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you please leave? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so tuning into the real, the heart, right? The seat of the mind, yeah. not the brain. The yeah. seat of the, the heart mind um, as the guiding force. And then learning how to uh, upgrade your, your brain mind to match that yep right yep. that's the goal that's the goal yeah so that's funny so we were talking about the fat cells right yes okay so fat cells have make hormones mm-hmm. right and we have uh, fat cells used around our belly and our our chest and a little on the chin and arms and legs well anyway they have uh, brown or white fat depending mm-hmm. on the area usually mm-hmm. it's white fat if you're inflamed or bigger they make hormones Mm -hmm. and those hormones are signals just like any other hormones that Mm -hmm. tell the body what to do well i think fat cells tell the brain what to do and it's funny you said about the heart because recently we've been looking at the heart in a very different light with chakras uh they talk about the solar plexus and 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 the heart and there's like energy that can be impeded from ascending i guess towards like yeah a higher power connection mm-hmm. right well it's usually at your gut is it's, where they get stuck and where the gut gets stuck but if you get to the or solar lower. but if you get to the solar plexus you're once to like step away from getting like where you can now get to the throat right you open up and then you get to like what it says the third eye yeah. but anyway when you get to this part right here the heart can amplify it the heart can amplify it because it's a pump yeah yes right yeah that's how we've been looking at it it's just Mm. it's a pump it's an engine yes i love right yeah and so if it's all tubing and plumbing that's circulating through our brain our Mm -hmm. heart our liver our kidneys it's just pushing it forward all the time like it's just going like it's always going like in one direction right and Mm -hmm. then we don't have to think about it Mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of exertion that our bodies will withstand throughout the day and the heart has to keep up and what's funny is you said the brain is the operating system and the gut has the microbiome that is the communication network. And the door guy. And the door guy. Yeah, that's essentially, yeah, like they'll let people in. Yeah, yes. they'll let people in. Yes. They'll let food in. They'll let nutrients. Yes. And yes. If, uh, if you essentially knock out the door guy, which is essentially like antibiotics knocking out probiotics. Right. Uh, then, then essentially you have a bouncer who's a replacement who doesn't know what they're we doing. Or there's no one there. They don't know. Can we collaborate on a cartoon? Yeah. Like, this is make a new show. Yes. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Anybody who was listening to that, you had a picture of a nightclub yeah, well, in your head. We right? talked about how we're going to teach kids how to like, eat food, food and all that stuff. Well, yeah. a cartoon oh, with yeah. like, little bouncers as stomachs. I'm serious. And, and, like, yeah, that's easy. That's, that's easy. The that's truth. easy. It's yeah. the truth. And, and in Sanskrit, it's so fascinating. The function of the gut is viveka, which means discrimination. 
discrimination. Huh. The function of your gut is discrimination. Huh. It's discrimination of what do you keep? What do you send out? What is a warning sign? Like wh- what do you what says, "Okay, defenses, let's go. Kick these guys out." Right? And and it's so beautiful when you, you to, think about yeah, the intelligence yeah. like the of homies, the gut. You let the bad homies in. Yeah. And like, gonna... <laughs> it's, and like, it's like, it's like when you have a party and you're like, oh God. It's it, like, don't let the kids you're like, hang out with You're me. like, okay, am I going to invite this guy from high school? Because like, he's cool. I have fun with him, but he's going to trash my house. But sometimes you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. So it's like, you're going to have, you're going to go have <laughs> shitty pizza somewhere, yeah. right? You're like, okay, like I know I, it's 2 a.m. <laughs> so I've been awesome. up, I've been up late. Yeah, we're <laughs> like, going to release this episode because like, I don't want someone to take the idea before we start with (laughs) (laughs) but it is it's like the same thing so then we we take these risks we have these parties like with crappy food and we throw some mad parties and you know but we bring good food 80 20 80 20 (laughs) right like 80 percent good and then 20 percent just relax <laughs> What's cool, though, but using the 80 20 rule like sometimes like i i keep things pretty clean and when i mm. don't then it's like it's immediately out of my body like it just doesn't stay in there very long oh, yeah, it's my body's like why your, gut, your door guys are like no nah, dude yeah no dude. well you saw <laughs> that party you we went to right yeah there, with all the food out there like it was all very nice and it was well thought and it was like it met everyone's nutritional needs right like so if you had allergens or whatever you don't do this you mm-hmm. do these things I think having options is the important part, right? Yes. And there were options out there, which was really cool. You know, there was like baked squash or something. At one point, did you see that? I was like, I didn't get where's to this? try. Where's this? This is a birthday party a couple weeks ago, actually, where we met for the first time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, That's awesome. actually through David. It was cool. Mm-hmm. And so um, the food that was there was like, I mean, there might even be Richard's right. There's Topo there, right? Like there wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of alcohol, mm-hmm. right? Topo's there was no alcohol. Water. There was Sorry, no alcohol, water. right? No alcohol. There was no alcohol there. Mm-mm right Chubb is dirty water it's dirty water that's why we drink Richard's rainwater because mm-hmm. <laughs> right? the rain's so much cleaner yeah <laughs> and it's local there you go Richard it's I'm local local. Like, I'm yeah. lo- local I'm your local <laughs> yeah he's a little bit yeah but you know what we just did last night we went to the, the football game that's what you were saying yeah yeah so uh, we did the chants and everything and I actually your voice is fine today, which know, is kind I'm of surprised. surprising. Yeah, I didn't do as much because I knew that I had to talk <laughs> a lot today. So, but it was pretty fun. But you know what they were throwing what? when they get excited? Just beer. Oh, great! Fifteen dollar beer. Fifteen dollar beer. <laughs> yeah, with with the plastic cups going through the I air. Mean, it's probably like, better being thrown out than going into someone's. I mean, it landed all on my back. Fifteen dollars. It landed all on my back. I just like, all right. Uh, I mean, whatever. It was cool. It, it was well, fun. Was, that, there was a point that I was like, "How oh, come I'm not wet yet?" <laughs> You're like, "What about me? I wouldn't be in the party." <laughs> it was funny too because like the lights went green because the lights are above us, right? It all went green, and then like the sounds go, and then like you just see drinks going up in there and people jumping down like oh crap and we're lower so like it was coming from behind us so oh my God. if you really want to turn around and see it coming at you it's like really just yeah 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 that's a whole nother party right so well, what's funny is that they scored a goal and we went nuts and then they just like called a goal off <laughs> but we still party yeah, still party. yeah but we were walking around trying to decide what to eat yeah right oh gosh and and there was it that's what i ate Peanuts, I had some non-GMO popcorn and all that. People probably like, look at this privileged guy or whatever. I'm like, look, the truth is <laughs> every sporting event, well, yeah, with every sporting event that I go to or like anytime I'm around like a sporting event, mm-hmm. um, there's always like not very healthy food associated with oh, it. Oh, always. 
Yeah, and so then I think like I look at the people involved, and if they're drinking fifteen dollar beers, which I used to drink like you know ten dollar beers, I guess that's what they were back in the day, right? And it's inflation, right? Uh, but then they would say what the bratwurst, they got the hot dogs, the nachos, right? I mean, somehow they still provide dollar hot dogs, so. What is the derivative of the hot dog? Yeah, exactly. What is the derivative of the hot dog nowadays oh. that they can afford to do that? Is it that, like, yeah, like what is it? Uh, and how much? How much torture? How? Oh my God! Well, we were talking so, about that last night. No, hold on a second. We were talking about that last night. We were talking about the overconsumption, and and that was the crazy thing about it was I was like, there's no need for it. Like there was no. there was no. I mean, honestly, like if you tell people like that we don't have hot dogs, not like they're gonna be mad. Right, I don't think there's gonna be people that literally get pissed off if they want. I hot mean, dog, maybe if they go, they're gonna get the gas station hot dog. <laughs> right? Like that's what they'll do. Well, they'd yeah. be more mad if there was no food. They'd be mad right. if there's no. They food. wouldn't necessarily be mad about no yeah. hot dogs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you had something else, they'd probably be like, "Well, there I'm just gonna be get a that." Too. There's like, but this is the only reason. Like, it's it's kind of like the only time I eat popcorn. Actually, the only time I really ever go to the movies is because I'm craving popcorn, and I get, <laughs> so I pay like thirty dollars for a for popcorn. popcorn. There you go. But I get to watch a movie. <laughs> but like at uh, what's it called at uh, Alamo? Yeah, I I imagine it's like better popcorn, and uh, they use Kerrygold's butter. That right. is and better. So, and so I'm like, I'm going to go do that. And then you get free refills and it's like, whatever. And see, that's not that hard because Kerry Gold's is not that more expensive. It's, like, not. it's no. just not. And it's a quality. Well, and here's here's the fascinating thing that people have forgotten over time, as with many things, is that the average person used to spend 50% of their income on food. That that was the standard until the the green revolution. And, and before that, and what is it now? Oh, uh, I think it's a lot less. What do you think? Like twelve, ten, twelve percent of their income on food? Yeah, really. Like, I, I don't, um, this is this is no, fascinating to me because I would never have thought about this. Well, yeah, because food is expensive and meat is expensive. I thought I would have gone with they would have spent more on food nowadays because they overconsume. No, Are you telling me more the than, percentage of because of buying crap because of factory farming? No, because of I've like the the the, oh, the okay. methodology used to overproduce food, which artificially cheapens it. Even though a lot of that actually is coming from I government guess, funding. I mean, if you went to the dollar menu at McDonald's, you could eat there every day for and, and you still could. probably eat for and fifty I, bucks. I'm thinking about that. Yeah. Right, you go to H E B, and I'm sure you could still get the knockoff Hill Hill Country Fair like but, three dollar. Right, 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 right. But as we know, like you are not only what you eat. You are what you can digest, assimilate, and absorb. There's, but but here's the thing: for people who don't even know, right, that that's happening, right. what do you tell them? Oh, uh, you have to show them. What do you show? You have to show them an experience of eating something healthy that makes them feel good. What if they're like, I don't want to eat broccoli? Man, I don't want to eat broccoli either. <laughs> <laughs> what if they're like, I don't want to do fish? Yeah. What if they're like, I don't want to. I love to. broccoli. Like, like, they come resistant. It right? just depends. I mean, to me, people don't come to me resistant. They come to you ready to make a change. Yeah, because I don't work with those people. And I say that with love because it's not my job to rescue everyone. I used to have that mentality. Like, I'm here. I got to save everybody. I can't save everybody. Well, the I biggest can, battle is them wanting to help themselves, Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. I can I can work with people who are willing to do the work, who are willing to step up and into their power yeah. as the creator of their experience, including the shape and condition of their body. I am, I am no longer available personally for people 
who don't want to do that work, who want an easy fix. And that doesn't mean I won't contribute and share and make my knowledge accessible because I always will. I care so deeply and I want people to come do that. And at some point, you have to direct your resources wisely and say, okay. Biggest resource being time. That is the, an energy, right? Like, am I going to spend my energy on someone? People can't, people have the lessons they came here to learn. I can't save them from that. Right. If if somebody's karma, they chose to come and like treat their body like shit for this life uh, forever. We can't intervene there. Yeah. And that's that principle of like applying your energy yeah. wisely and with love and compassion. That's not with judgment, you know, because I used to treat my body pretty horribly uh, and partied a lot when I was younger as a way to like control my own mental state. And I ate pretty poorly and I've had that experience. And I had to go through that, yeah. right? I had to have that experience so then I could come out on the other side and say, hey, I know what you're going through because I was there. Yeah. I've yeah. dealt with that. So let's see, now that you understand, it's you don't want to be there anymore, right? Because yeah. if someone wants to be there, like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 I will say though, I do agree with all that, but one of the coolest things that to consider as well is that they'll come around eventually hopefully that's what we hope for and then that's and I, think, I think that's what's interesting too because uh let's say a loved one for example will mm-hmm. have uh the desire but then the the fortitude to like continue on with like yes. like being like you know just compliant right i think what happens is distractions peer pressure oh, and yes. there's so much that we're working on because what i've also noticed too is that um there's a lot of people who look at us and i say us in a sense that like people like us who are you know very vocal about what we do mm-hmm. as people who have it together yes and i say uh, <laughs> yeah well <laughs> to a certain degree, yes, but you know, there's those instances behind the doors that no one sees that we're like, all right, what happened here, and like, what's going on, yeah. here? you know. And so you try not to let that happen because you know too much. So you yeah. can say like, all right, well, I can address this, yes. and you take emotions out of it, which is always a good thing, and you just say, all right, what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is it's looking at the body as uh, as a machine that you have to upkeep. Yes. And what you went back to is uh, what were the four pillars again in Ayurvedic? Uh, dharma, Arta, Kama, and Moksha. Okay, and which are? So, Dharma is your contribution yep. to society. Arta is accumulation of wealth. Yep. Kama is love. Yep. And Moksha, liberation. Perfect. So, all those things that you have to accomplish are needing a healthy body. Yes. And and it's like a vehicle. Like, yeah. you only go so far. Right. Like a vessel, right? That's right. essentially what it is. So, I loved how you said that. And I learned that the best way like a year ago. We're a vessel. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. We're just a ball full of energy that expands. Well, well do you want to expand? Yes. So we were. I was. Right. I was reading this completely on the even mathematical side on the physics book, um, and uh, and it was talking about the spirit and 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 there was actually an, an equation for it that he came up with it. But mm-hmm. but it was talking about different layers and different uh, dimensions, mm-hmm. uh, and the spirit being uh, there was an extra. Um, molecule that can transcend all the dimensions at all times and and uh, it can travel faster than the speed of light but it was talking about like that's how the spirit can actually enter into a physical dimension but it always wants to be expanding and the only way that it can be expanding is through infrastructure yeah. and infrastructure being either more knowledge or like or even just i mean but even physical infrastructure yeah but even yeah. just for like even more knowledge or even 
well, just for lack of a better word, even if you have more muscles, then yeah. it can expand in a certain way. Yeah. Uh, and, and so there's always room for expansion. It's like water, water going into a, a bottle or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. And, and we've approached business that way. It's always like, yeah. let's set the infrastructure. But in, in anything, I mean, even right. building a building, you need the infrastructure first in you order do. for growth to happen. You do. And that's the same thing for, for uh, becoming a conduit of the divine. Like for me, that that is a very important aspect of my life. My my human mind can get in the way. My brain mind, right? I want to invite something greater, which is the cosmic wisdom, right? And become a channel for that. And you can't be a channel if you're dirty and clogged. If your body is is dirty no. with with toxins and pollutants. Similarly, like if you are inviting higher thinking, higher thought, like you don't want to go to someone's house where there's old food on the counter and dirty dishes in the sink. Like it's nasty. No, no you're going to go to someone's house where it's like it smells good. It's it's all open and airy. There's nice lighting. Yeah. Like same with the body. What energy are you inviting in? Right? And what is what is that that law of attraction? Yeah. And that's why we eat clean. That's why we have all these practices so that we can invite those higher vibrations in yeah right and amplify our experience of this human form but like any other therapy you have to clear out all the stuff that's holding you back and so there's a detox involved and you got to do that shit regularly like like imagine if you only got one oil change for your car and then you're like why is it broken you're like well because it's been two hundred thousand miles since you did any maintenance (laughs) imagine you only pooped once a day You once, might poop multiple times no, a day. No, once is good. <laughs> I would say more like, imagine you pooped once a week. Yeah, once a week. There you go. That, yeah, would, yeah. that, that, would, that would be a big deal. <laughs> once well, a week is an issue. <laughs> we've had a, we had a person did twice a week. Uh-huh. And that was a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just, what's interesting, this person wanted to lose weight, mm. wasn't making the connection that digestive tract was off. Oh, yeah. They were like, I've eaten every which way. I've done every workout. Why is it not working? And it's interesting because that's what... Everyone's after weight loss. Like everyone is to some degree worried about their weight until they finally say, you know what? I don't care anymore. Hopefully you get to that point at one point in your life because it's a beautiful feeling. But... If you're well, all, hopefully it's from a positive like, it's a positive standpoint where you're just like, to like I'm just letting go I don't give a fuck yeah, yeah I, I get that point too that's a good point too however however when it gets to that journey you're trying like, every diet expand. you're trying every exercise you're you can get obsessed with it mm-hmm. right there's eating disorders numerous oh. in the health and wellness yes. community Almost oh any, absolutely any model in the health and wellness world was has an eating disorder to some yeah, degree it's not healthy it's not healthy and it, even endurance athletes iron man competitors yeah. and all that are, are not as healthy as you think because no. at the end of the race they're drinking coca-cola and grandma's yeah. cookies and and rock and bratwurst bratwurst well right and like why why are they doing those things too like they, there's also the emotional component of health that has to be examined oh yeah like if 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 there's a true love a true enjoyment for something and you're doing it for that reason and that's why you do it full force yes and so many people that are overachievers have the same principle of, of toxic shame and, and not enough self-love that people who are total fuck-ups and like heroin yeah. junkies and alcoholics. It's the same principle. So yeah. understanding that too yeah. is, is very important. 
and an Ayurveda about weight loss, this is the funny thing. Like we like to keep a a little more fat on people because (laughs) that's what keeps you looking youthful. Like you see people as they age, we're slowly turning from these juicy grapes into wrinkly ass raisins, right? And so what we do in Ayurveda is like, how can we keep everything plumped up, juiced up? And a little fat is helpful for Mm. that. So like I used to be one of those people I I thought being healthy was like being super thin and, and I am thin naturally. And now I like enjoy allowing myself to have a little more fat on my body because it does give that youthful glow and appearance. Yeah, you need fat. I mean, you that's the that's fat. the problem. You, fat's great. Fat's great. Yeah. I mean, I, you should eat a lot of fat too. <laughs> yeah, like, that's and it's thing. nice like to hug soft people, right? <laughs> 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 it is. You mean you look a teddy bear? Yeah, it's so nice to cuddle soft people versus like bony people. You're like, damn, this hurts. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> really quick, I, we, you and I talked about it before you got here, but mm-hmm. um, I want to get into the story of how you found Ayurveda and the oh, reason, yeah. the reasons you even started looking for that. Yeah, so I, I had this incredible journey of 15 years of chronic back pain that I could not solve, and it started when I was 14 years old. Uh, going to the chiropractor, I went to every doctor you can imagine. I had MRIs, X-rays, physical therapy, four rounds. Um, I did it all at least twice. And the back pain kept coming back until it culminated when I was 27. Uh, I had to stop everything. I was drumming in a metal band. I had to stop that. I was training two martial arts. Had to stop that. Um, Could barely walk to school with a a backpack on. And it was, I was like, I'm never going to ride a bike. I'm 27 years old. I'm never going to ride a bike again. Fuck. I ended up a few years later in, in India, and I would—I got super sick. I had a 104 degree fever on a train. I was like, I'm gonna die, you know. I'm on this thing for two days, and I end up at this Ayurvedic hospital. And in that process, I told them about my back pain, and nobody asked me about my mechanical exercise. No, they said, Oh, what do you eat? I was like, Excuse me what do you mean? I was like, these people are tripping. They're asking me about my food. I'm like, my back hurts. I didn't talk about my stomach, but it was my stomach. And, and so they put me on this herbal protocol for 90 days, changed my diet and holy shit, the back pain was gone. And I was like, excuse me, what? And it, it impacted my life so profoundly. I gave up my career as an environmental scientist in Seattle. I moved to New Mexico, sight unseen, to study Ayurveda with the best doctor in the Western uh, Hemisphere, Dr. Basant Lad. And that was the beginning of my journey, right? And I learned so much about how my anxiety was caused by actually a depletion of plasma fluid from the Western perspective. Uh, all these things I had struggled with for years all circled back to how and what I was eating. To how and what I was eating. And I was eating healthy according to Western standards. I was not eating healthy according to my unique physiology and what I now refer to as my unique divine design. And Ayurvedic right? Ayurved- showed you that. Oh yeah, Ayurveda taught me all of that. It was like, oh oh my God, it's such a game changer. Yeah. Such a game changer. And from that platform, 
all these other beautiful things happened in my life like I was able to heal emotionally like I couldn't I couldn't heal my my trauma wounds and my shame and and my anxiety when I was so sick physically struggling all the time because I also had like tremendous gut pain throughout this back stuff and just realizing what is possible for people when when I was in such a dark place for so long and I kept fucking going (laughs) and knowing that I can help people get out of that dark place too what a gift yeah what a gift yeah so that's really anything's possible and that's what I'm here to remind people of like it doesn't matter if you've spent years partying or if you've been sober your whole life it doesn't matter what you feel your limitations are there is a solution there is possibility and the universe wants to support your higher unfolding that is in fact what you are here to do yeah. that's cool the universe wants to support you yeah yes. i like that. Well, i always yes. tell him and then he'll be struggling with something and i'll yeah. be like the answer is there it's there it's in the heart mind always right <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean it used to frustrate me. i was like what do you mean <laughs> well it's it's a mantra now i have yeah. that yeah. i i it puts me at ease a lot of times because i know it's i've been there before it does work out you know uh if you plan accordingly you know then you come to the situation yeah. you have the tools to say okay mm-hmm. what's going to happen all right most likely this is going to happen what's what do we need to do well we'll do this all right and then it'll probably lead to this and if not we'll do this okay done yeah that's and it yes and, and, and let it flow and yeah. let and letting go of the biggest lesson i learned is that happiness cannot be a contingency hmm. happiness cannot be a contingency and it is in fact a muscle that you have to flex and exercise just like any other muscle in the body so we practice we practice being blissful no matter what because if you think you're you're going to be happy when you reach some point you're not that's interesting no you got to practice the whole way there you you think you have been miserable for a full fucking year because you work at a job you hate and then poof you're going to go on vacation and that attitude is just going to dissipate no that neural pathway is there so we we have this opportunity to say you know what i don't care what's going on i'm going to find joy within myself i'm gonna practice happiness i like that yeah i do like and i had to practice and i get to practice and that is the secret like people think why are some people some people so happy what do they have like no they practice that they practice practice well i I, I do that all the time i didn't realize that i do that i didn't realize i do that well okay so like, all right, I know there's an example you do, and there's an example I do. I, I sing in the car. Mm, as long yes. as, as with yeah, Anytime I get a chance. Uh, we chanted last night. Yeah. What'd you chant? Uh, there's, what, 20 songs? Yeah. 20 chants for the soccer game? Oh, and, yes! And Tommy, we're coming. And, and everyone's <laughs> yeah. hopping up and down the whole time or chanting the entire game. Yes. And, like, everyone's singing along. There's flags that are waving, and there's a lot of deep chants. Oh. And everyone's hopping up and down. So it's cool because it's in sync and you feel the vibration and you can feel the energy and the emotion and connection, which is really, really cool. But for Baldo, it makes him happy. Mm -hmm. Like he lives for it. Yeah. Right? Like, and this is a guy who climbs mountains and like climbs mountains with like no ropes and, and, you know, Mm -hmm. just his hands and, you know, no helmet (laughs) and stuff like that. No big deal. (laughs) No big deal. But for him, he goes and does this because it makes him feel alive just the same way. Yeah. There's those moments where I'm stuck in a rock, like, and I'm like, 
fuck like this is a really i'll die if i fall here and my leg is shaking and then i'm just and then you have to practice the, the grace right it's like well at least i can feel this and that probably means that my breath is a little you know sped up so I'm, let me slow that down and just practice like just being happy that i'm on this rock like almost the point of night yes. and then it just all of a sudden like oh there's this spot and then i reach over and i keep going yeah. and it's but it's you could easily give up there and that's very advanced what you just said right there because most people would not be in that mode sure but i also didn't start there how long did it take you to get there though well i mean from from a climbing perspective sure i no, got there the pretty th- quickly the thought process the thought process <laughs> not yeah. the climbing perspective <laughs> The thought process of what you just said. But the, oh man, I don't know. Probably a year or two of like that. That all came from the sales world of like always like no matter what. I mean, come on. There was times that we would spend like five grand to work at an event, and I was like, I need to sell fifty grand to like really make this worth yeah. it. And and there's like two hours left, and I'm like twenty thousand dollars away, and I would go spend an hour meditating, and then somehow come back and set that just, energy yeah and it, and it was just like it, well my the answer is not going to be within like me trying to figure it out how i'm going to sell 20 grand in two in two hours like that's not going to happen so i'm going to go and meditate and let that welcome that energy and somehow it's and a lot of times it was just the answer of like people that i had already talked to that decided like yeah I'm gonna, we're going to go ahead and go ahead and do that and then i just ask them a question like well do you have a business or you like to order more stuff and they're like yeah let's do that and just turn like a ten thousand dollar order and it was just dope how did you know why does that happen i was like i don't know but i'm not i'm not here to question it right i'm just here to accept we don't need to know everything yeah we don't need to know i want to add that today is a very auspicious day in vedic culture it is guru panima guru means of course the dispeller of darkness your teacher right and purima means full moon so this is the day that we honor the lineage the lineages of teachers who gave us this knowledge that we are now able to uh, apply as wisdom because without people without other people sharing their gifts and their knowledge with us we know nothing so it's a it's a really beautiful opportunity to just say thank you uh for all the wisdom that we have had the the Mm -hmm blessing to absorb and pass on that's yeah. cool that's something to look forward to tonight i yes. have a, i have a little little shrine altar kind of yes nice yeah. yes yeah, just say thank you to yeah. your teachers because it what a gift it right is. the the highest gift is service to something greater than you right and, yes and that's where true fulfillment lives like m- lighting someone else up is so magical and when we when we get to use you know our medicine in that way and that doesn't have to mean also you know just the 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 ayurvedic medicine or the functional medicine it's like the medicine of your light and your presence and your love right those are the most potent medicines yeah Mm. it's that's what my our practice is now Mm. we've been talking more and more about at least I have. I don't know what Baldo could speak to, it, but people is about sleep mm. and and their mental mindfulness. I like saying mindfulness more than anything else now. Mm-hmm. But we've talked more about that than just turning around and just giving them here. Here's an IV. Here's pills. You know, here's here's a drink that would you know help mm. you. If someone comes in, they want energy. They want weight loss. 
it's usually like an hour conversation. Mm. You know? And what's interesting is going into it, if we're prepared, that person's mindset's never going to be the same after that hour. Mm, that's right. And, that's right. And if we only have 30 minutes, then it's like 30 minutes, we're going to rock their world. Mm-hmm. And if you get 10 minutes, it's like, well, that's still all I need. Mm-hmm. If you give 10 minutes to us, when someone comes in and they want to get better, they're going to hear three or four deliverables that make sense that they're like, I can do that. Well, a lot of it is just right? like if they walk at the at the door feeling good, like that's already a win, right? But, like, but but the fact that they came up here, correct? Yeah, is is you got them, right? It's like I got you, like yeah. I, I you you're here. Well, even even with the husbands, right? They come in and they're like, I don't know, I don't know why I'm here. But they're here. <laughs> like, they're here. <laughs> but you're here because you know something. So, so example was a guy the other day. Uh, was talking to me. Some My wife told me to get come. And well, <laughs> he was talking about some things, but he kept dropping the word natural in there. I want some natural things. I want some natural things. And so I was like, oh, okay. Talking, talking more. We wound up talking about three or four different conversations into it about nothing that was related to the initial thing. He started telling me the truth about where he's at with this, and personally, he's been dealing with this, and it's all this other stuff. I said, look, man, you got to fix all this stuff first. That first thing he told me, that's not that important, is it? He said, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. This is what you came in for today. He goes, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, cool. Do you feel good? He said, he goes, yeah, I've never said this to anyone before. Mm-hmm. And I said, how does that make yes. you feel? Mm-hmm. All right, and I hate saying that like that, but really, just it's more like checking with yourself right now. Yeah. What are you noticing? What is what is your mind telling you right now? What is your gut telling you? Right, that gut instinct. Right. Do you feel relaxed? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like your heart's increased? Do you feel nervous? Yeah. I bet he says no. I didn't feel nervous at all. Mm-hmm. I felt very calm, and I mean, it just came out, right? Mm-hmm. The interesting thing was the creating the space for that to happen is everything. Like he said too, and what you've said too, yes. it's creating the space. Yeah. If I were to say I could not come up with the answer because I'm in the same thing over and over again, I can't see clearly. I need to remove myself from the situation mm-hmm. and take a, fr- a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what we're trying to do is like, look, man, you see it this way all the time. It's not working. Turn it around the other way yeah. and tell me, what do you notice now? <laughs> well, now that it's, that's right. That's, see, that's what I've been trying to tell you. And it's the most simple thing. Like, yeah. you want to lose weight? Basically, stop eating sugar. Are you serious? That was it? <laughs> yeah, but you don't say it that way. You say, you know those sodas you like? You should probably stop that. <laughs> what do you mean? All that? You and I both know it's bad for you. But yeah, it's diet. It's diet. You can explain it in a way they get it to where it's detrimental. Yeah. Either you hit it a pain point somehow. Yep. It has to land. It has to land. And all of a sudden they're like, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay i got you it's, now right it's really interesting because we'll go work at a at like at a what is it when we went down there to like all those workers the the highway workers and they're mm-hmm. they're in their lunch bags and they're carrying like a six pack of like pepsi or coke mm-hmm. and they drink that in one day yeah and wow. and then it's a normal thing for them right and it's and it's almost the idea that you introduce like you should probably not have that much sugar it's just <laughs> But they want, but they want something sweet, or they want something flavorful. Well, well, it's addictions, right? What does Ayurveda teach on addictions? Yeah. So when when people are craving sugar like that, there are three primary imbalances that I will look for. One being um, an imbalance of air and ether, what we call vata dosha, so that people are low energy. So there's a fix. They're looking for that fix, right? Is that what's driving it? There's a pitta type imbalance in in which like 
the very fiery nature of a person becomes increased and sugar is quick fuel for that so that's one and then there's uh, what we call ama so ama is the word for toxins and in in the body and it also happens to be contained within um, trauma and drama which are toxic of their own accord right when your body is very overloaded you get wrong cravings yeah so that's what we look at why are you having this wrong craving and balancing that there's not one cause there can be multiple causes for that I like that wrong craving idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I teach it on fasting quite mm-hmm. a bit, mm-hmm. and and uh, well, you become depleted of certain things, anyways. But uh, mm-hmm. but it's really interesting because people always ask about like, well, aren't don't you just get hungry? And and, and the idea is like, well, it's not necessarily hunger sometimes because sometimes I'll just go lick some salt and and that feeling is yeah. gone, yes. right? Because and it's just it's, it's almost like, well, now there is a connection that was missing, and yes. and it's a depletion of a certain mineral right and and so but it's not but hunger will linger right like it'll be there for 30 40 minutes and i always say like hey if you feel hunger for 30 40 minutes like just stop like it's not Mm -hmm. that's not a good thing anymore Mm -hmm. but the idea that like i feel this hunger i just want to grab something yeah it's usually not well at least not in the first couple of days like that's not what it is it's more of like this wrong craving yeah wrong craving it's a thing yeah yeah and and you know what you were saying about the mindset is so true like and that's why when i work with people now i ask them to commit to a 90 day container with me which we we begin with all of the ayurvedic stuff because that's critical and looking deeper into like what is your soul's purpose Hmm. why are you here are you expressing that light, that magic, that medicine with the world? Yeah. Because that's such an important component of your why. Like if you're not very inspired by your day-to-day, it becomes very difficult to find the motivation to change your habits. Right. I get that. Right. Most people will want to find purpose. Yes. And whether it's a career, a profession, whether it is... A dedication, you know, but they yes. want a belonging, right? They yes. want, they want to feel like there's a reason to get up in the morning. Yes, yes, and, an expression, an expression. Well, we have friends that tell us, and we believe this now too. Like the universe is what you see in your head. So if you create something in your head, then we believe it because, like, you tell us, like, well, this is what I see. You're this, and I'm, you're Baldo, and you're Maya, and I'm just like, all right, cool. And I tell you, I'm Jonathan, and we all believe it, right? Which is really cool. So, it's all just a lie. It's, yeah, it's, it's not it's it. Maya. Right? But, then, but if that is the case, whatever world you're trying to create for yourself doesn't have to be anything bigger than what you want it to be. And if you, most people think finding purpose is like, I have to go create this nonprofit that's going to revolutionize mm. this and all that. And right. It's like, no, not necessarily. Yes. The idea is like, how about this? Could you go in your backyard or on your porch or in your bedroom and just sit there for five, ten minutes just still? Yes. Or lay there for five or ten minutes still and just breathe yes. into rhythm? People would say, no. I couldn't. I say, okay, well, what if, like, to find your purpose, you just did that every day for, like, the next 90 days? And you just thought, like, for whatever you wanted to do, like, think, like, you could think for five, ten minutes, that's your thoughts, and you could explore it. It's your journal, it's your, it's whatever, right? Your reflection time. I bet you would find something that you would like to probably pursue. 
Yes. Because the space would be there for it. Yes. And what I always tell people is that the difference between going nowhere and being now here is space. It's the space between letters and it's the space that you create in your life, right? What are you giving room for? What are you allowing to come in? Yeah, because if you, I mean, a friend said, don't cross your arms. Because you're not inviting good energy or oh, yeah, anything towards you, before, right? Yeah. And I was like, interesting. And I thought about the crossing of the legs. We were always taught to cross your legs. Mm. Even like the proper thing is I would cross my knee towards you because I'm mm. giving you my attention. Mm. But if I do it this way, you're g- yes. I'm diverting <laughs> my energy towards you. And it's interesting because mm. whenever someone engages with one another, yeah. you have a tendency to lean in. Yes. You'd have a tendency to pull yourself closer. Yes. Right? And if you want to be engaged. If you want to be engaged. <laughs> otherwise you're like but otherwise you're pulling away. Right? <laughs> so can't you tell? <laughs> I'm just stretching. It's cool. But I think I feel the people who don't want to be engaged with others is because they take on other people's energy and they don't know how to yeah. handle theirs on top yeah. of someone else's. Yes. Yeah. And and that's really what it is. You walk into a room, you're a little anxious because everyone else is high energy. Right, maybe they're yeah, too like in your sensory face. overload. Sensory almost. overload. Yeah. And it's a reaction instead of a response. Right? So go back to that when you're on the side of the cliff. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> imagine imagine though some people the side of the cliff to them is going into a room and networking and trying to present themselves. Sure, yeah. Right. And there's a story that's going on. In their head. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a whole story of like some something they're trying to avoid. Yes. And there's in it. Oh man, one of the the most powerful tools I learned uh, about and share with my clients is uncovering toxic shame. Yeah. And how that plays into that role. Yeah, because that's what's following them. Oh. It's their subconscious saying, hey, you remember that time when you were 16 and you peed your pants (laughs) and everyone saw you and laughed at you or something? Like, that's literally what would happen because somebody has an embarrassing moment and it haunts them, and then they're just like, oh my God. I'm never going to live this down. What they quickly realize is no one knows what the hell happened there. And you can probably look 20 years later on and be like, that was pretty funny. Yeah. You know, that was, that was hilarious. Yes. Imagine nowadays it'd be embarrassing because somebody would have been filming it, right? Yeah. But 20 years ago, no one was doing it. So you can easily say, no, oh, you, don't have, to worry about yeah. that you don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, no one remembers that anyway, oh right? But God. you do for some reason. Imagine that's like the high school reunion, right? You go back and say, you remember you used to do this to me? And they're like, no. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. What? This whole time I've been carrying this with me, and, all, and then you realize, like, why was I doing that? Yeah, that's all. It's that's, like, uh, why? Like, why was I holding on to this unneeded trauma? Yeah. yeah. But John, John yes. Maxwell always says, like, you you can't over uh, or underestimate the 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 unimportance of practically everything. Like, yes, I mean, it is so true, isn't it? Yeah. Like, does it? Does like, does it anything it? really? matter (laughs) only only your love and your presence correct yeah that's it yep that's it we and and what value you give them and what you know how much how much power you want to give even to that absolutely yes exactly i used to think about this with like friendships um you can have lifelong friends and then you have like family friends Mm -hmm. you have work friends you have colleague friends you know all this stuff different friends and so there's tears and some people always talk there's like inner circle and there's people outside of that and all i said well how do you get to be in our circle so quickly Mm. 
it's not like you get to know the person's whole background, like where they're from, uh, you know, do you have siblings, like tell me what it was like growing up as a teenager, you know, like what are your favorite colors, like you don't do that. You talk to someone for like 30, 40 minutes and you have like this deep connection yes. of where you've met in your paths mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you met and you're like, wow, that's incredible, you enlightened me, that's never thought about it that way, have you heard of this, oh, we share the same interests, and mm-hmm. we share the same ideas, and you validate me, mm-hmm. you validate my existence, mm-hmm. for 40 minutes, right, and imagine, it's like, wow, I feel like that person understands me, if that keeps happening over and over again, you have a friendship, or a deep connection, or a bond, that's probably unbreakable at one point, you could pick up 20 years from now, and have that Absolutely. same conversation again, and you could basically not remember the person's last name. You don't have to. But you don't have to. And it's incredible because when we look at connections we have, we look at like what friendship really means. Sometimes it's deeper than than, than family. Absolutely. Yeah. It's chosen. I mean, you, you, you also, from the Vedic perspective, you are choosing your family. And when I, when I learned this, I was like, oh my God. God, it's not my mom's fault. It's not my dad's fault. God, <laughs> I don't have to hang out with my mom. I have to take responsibility for yeah. everything. Yeah. But this is, it's its so fascinating because it is one of the elements necessary for new life is manas, which is your mind. It is the quality of your mind that attracts you to your family into yeah. your current life circumstances. Yes. And if you believe in reincarnation, which I do, uh, why it is so important to meditate and improve the quality of your mind because it is essentially improving your energetic imprint Print. that improves your life. And yeah. that is truth yeah. on the, on every level. Because think about like, like I think about who I used to hang out with, like when I was <laughs> wasted and partying, like 19-year-old little punk rock kid in Seattle, smoking cigarettes. Like I had a very different energetic imprint than I do now. Yeah. Right? So. We hope. <laughs> or you're like, damn, you're pretty enlightened back then. They were they were American spirits. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny that you touched on the reincarnation. I'm I'm reading um, many masters right now, um, cool. and it's sure there, it's, there's an aspect to reincarnation in there. Um, I have a question for you regarding sure. that. Do you? I also believe in reincarnation yes. in a sense. So I just I just believe in the transfer of energy. Absolutely. Do you yes. believe, um, or what's your opinion on? Is it necessary? Well, is it is it all? So are, have we all lived many different lives? I I believe yes. Okay, so then there's no new lives like created that is beyond the scope of what my little human mind can understand and comprehend and that's a space where i just don't try to yeah i, was I don't curious. need to know the answer what do you mean there's no new lives created <laughs> what so, do you mean like, it, would it be possible that at some point whatever spirit is uh dwelling in me right now uh-huh. that it that it finally got to the point where like it could take on a human form like it yeah. didn't before so it's a new life like I didn't. Oh yeah. You know, when you talk about reincarnation, you talk about people can tap into those past lives and they'll have deep memories yeah, about yeah, like, what yeah, happened yeah, in yeah. their lifetime. You could be a dog. <laughs> you could be a tree. I mean, really, it's I mean, what do you want to be? Well, I mean, really, yeah, if, you're, if you're looking at ascending up the food chain, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
then yeah, you could essentially do that too. Now, what's interesting, if you said a new life, are you saying like future lives cannot be determined or created? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm, I, like, I can totally see how my spirit could go into another human at some point. But is another it another body, you mean? Sure, another, like another human form. Another another, yeah, well, because now, now it knows this type of infrastructure so that it can go into another similar infrastructure or maybe even a higher different you know maybe it can expand I, a different I can, infrastructure I can agree with that too and i also agree like right now you could you could absorb another energy too people sure. do that all the time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's, Catholicism, well that's that's right? a way that's a way to expand it's, a, it's real people carry entities with yeah them. entities but that's says, that's how you yeah you can expand right yeah. like that's how you can expand yes i'm just one like so whenever I do t- speak to people about like whenever <laughs> we do, are ho- yeah. we're a host we are a host yeah. for so many things yeah, yeah. whenever I talk to people about reincarnation it's always like it's like yes everyone has had one and I just don't think I don't know why we got into this but I just don't think that it's a necessary thing that everyone has had past lives already I don't but know man that's a you ju- just like, think they're I- all humans <laughs> or they just did they, they had one soul and this is it and it left them and that was that was they're like I don't like humans <laughs> well sure I think that that's a possibility absolutely I mean it's very well put yeah. they're like humans suck <laughs> like, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go back to the animals this, yeah, yeah, like, this human this experience shit. I'm yeah. well I mean they come into 2021 <laughs> right and yeah. I mean that's weird because it's glass half full glass half empty mm. if you go into like they just say it's San Francisco <laughs> right now and you go to San Francisco what is going on here yeah i'm out but i couldn't even speak before i have to wear a mask (laughs) but if you went but hey let's go real before electricity and before antibiotics back when the plague was around i mean you could say like oh crap i don't want to go into this time either right but mackie john mackie from whole foods said what two years ago which i still think is true to this day this is the greatest time to be a human for say what you want about him bezos just shot himself into the in the space Right, and it's about to open the floodgates for other and people his, to do the same thing. He went into and his space. rocket ship looked like a penis. It did look like a penis. Oh god! <laughs> of course it did, because that's <laughs> that's just how it is. That's how it is. That's that's the type of people we're dealing with. But it's funny, right? Because you go to like old cave paintings, and there's uh, just penises. Stop giving Jeff Bezos your pesos. Yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't need any more. Stop. Going because to Whole Foods, stop shopping on Amazon. I would say... Damn it, it's just hard to not shop on Amazon. The I systems know. that you can create, you can create new systems. You've done it before, before I mean, Amazon was around. Just create a new one? Because I'm down for a new project. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No one it. ever wants to reestablish systems that worked. Anything that's outdated. I don't even try. I just like to play my own systems, play my own game, make well, my that's own what rules. I'm saying. What, what, what system would you have to recreate? You just do your own thing right now. If that's my mission, you just model. You just model. You just model, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like your avocado socks. Thank you. By the way, thank you. See, I'm modeling right now, right? It's like everyone's wear have a, one pair of avocado socks in your drawer. Are avocados in season right now? Ooh, Are I would it? say no. I don't know. I would say no, because it takes too much water to keep up with them. Hmm. That's my my guess. So springtime. I, I, I go go to the farmers market and see what they have. That's yeah. what you how you know what's in season. That's fair. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'm not sure. Right, somebody, somebody messages. I need to know. I don't think the avocados in season. That's just my opinion. I've heard it's like a like fifty gallons. Man, the thousand gallons, something like that. To like <laughs> water, Dude, avocado. In, in Mexico, by the way, there's 
cartels that are taking over the avocado industry yeah, like instead of smuggling it's, it's instead avocado. of smuggling drugs they're smuggling <laughs> avocados <laughs> and they're like torturing like farm damn owners hipsters. <laughs> damn hipster generation your avocado it's toast all, what were you talking about your avocado toast <laughs> Well, you're talking about energetic imprints, right? Yeah, like, all true. of a sudden now, people are, do have avocado allergies when it's like, why? That shouldn't have been a thing. Yeah, but there's value to this. It's incredible. There's value to an avocado now. Like, it's put on a pet, which is cool, actually. I think avocado is like the perfect food. Or quinoa. The same thing happened with quinoa. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Indigenous people's not being able to, um, thank you, <laughs> yeah. uh, afford quinoa anymore. Yeah. And so I was reading about, not to go into it too deep, but think about this. <laughs> There's a sense of looking at the old systems to a certain degree and respecting them, mm-hmm. at least learning from them, right? Mm-hmm. So the psychedelic trips became mainstream back in the day with Life Magazine having a cover article that said uh, my mushroom trip in Mexico or South America or whatever mm-hmm. it was. So one of the writers went down there and met this shaman mm-hmm. and was having problems about whatever. And the shaman said, we could help you. You could do one of our ceremonies. Introduced him into one of the traditional ceremonies. Has never, ever been introduced to Western world before. Mm-hmm. Comes back, writes about it. Guess what happens? All these Americans start flying in to come do all this and all of a sudden it overwhelms the village people look at her, uh, her the one who introduced this as an p- outsider now mm-hmm. and they were, and she was getting threats and all kinds of things and so the point of it is more of like she felt ashamed about like giving out that thing to the wrong people because they didn't respect it she was just doing it out of love at one point she was point, doing yeah. it out of love which is so interesting and it was something that was already here for us yeah Right. So, well, this is how do you keep the sacred sacred? So how, exactly. So like you look at, I think that's why like marijuana and 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 mushrooms like psilocybin are the bridge. It's where you meet in the middle. So for example, like let's say that the one thing that can rejuvenate the soil is mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Like you can easily mycelium. say mycelium. Mycelium, right? And you, if you were to say badass. throw spores all over your barren, you know, land, would you start regenerating food and 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 plants? Like you probably would. Mm-hmm. Um. If you could turn into a cash crop for farmers to be incentivized to grow, now what they're doing is they're growing something that is healing. Back when food used to be that case, not with GMO corn and soy. Right, right, now right. farmers would be growing medicine. Would be growing medicine. They would be directly given to people who have suicidal tendencies, mm-hmm. who have the blockage from them to be able to actually move forward. Mm-hmm. And imagine now with things like PTSD, psilocybin could prevent suicides from happening almost at an 80% effectiveness. Mm. And you're talking about real medicine, something that pharmaceuticals could never touch. And it's interesting because we have to go full circle to realize that what we always needed was always here on earth already. Yes, yes. And Ayurvedic is a a prime example of respecting that tradition. It is. Right? It is. And carrying on that wisdom Mm -hmm. and passing along to say, hey, there's been these methods that have been used for thousands of years. Yes. And it's the most proven yeah. method. Yes. I don't need to prove to you that plants right. are good for you. Yeah. But I will if I have to. <laughs> if I have to, I can. Yes, well, but- it's the whole idea. Like It wouldn't be a problem if the solution didn't exist already. Yeah. Like that's I love that, yeah. like living by that. It's like, yeah. If it's a problem, that's great because that means the solution is already there, right? Yeah. Yin and so, the yang, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or else it just wouldn't be a problem because it... This is what it- so then I guess really, for all, the, for all the people out there who are looking for a purpose, you can always look for an answer. Yeah. Yes. And if that's what human design is, right? We always want an answer, right? The Greek yeah. gods, the god of this, the god of this. It's like 
if you want to look for something in life, like look for an answer. And because there's tons of That's problems. question? Yes. Well, yeah, because look, you don't need more millionaires. Well, you can look I at mean, we need at least one more. We need more solutions. That's funny. We need more solutions. By default, here's the deal. By default, your loving service will get you the reward and, and the prize that yes. you probably deserve, right? Yes. So if love and service is what you lead with, yes. you will be successful. And I'm sure Absolutely. the wealth part right there yes. mentions that in Ayurvedic, right? That wealth is not a financial dollar incentive. Actually, well... <laughs> this uh, well, it's very interesting because in Ayurveda, it, it does describe the ideal client as one who is wealthy. But what do they find wealth as? Like actual coins and yeah. gold? As as someone who has resources uh, to to commit to treatment, and um, that sounds maybe not so PC, <laughs> but it's it's the truth in the sense that um, there's a certain allocation of resources that is very useful to have access to. That doesn't mean we only treat rich people by any means. That's not the case at all and and I think the point is to create that that foundational education and knowledge that's accessible for free and that's a lot of the work I do like I have a ton of free content on my website on my blogs like I, YouTube channel I do all the things so if you want if you take those principles and truly apply them you don't need money to do it yeah and I the, honestly what we're talking about with health we're not saying you need to buy anything really mm-hmm. I mean other than maybe the food aspect yes. of it right but or maybe a bed because you yes. need better sleep. But yes. like sleep, nutrition, flexibility, exercise, and mindfulness. Yeah. yeah. Like most of that stuff you don't need to buy. Mm-hmm. It's more of the dedication, the accountability, putting it on a schedule for a day. Yes. Routine. Yes. Like you said, 90 days. Right. That's what we tell people here. Three months. Give us three yep. months. Yes. You will feel a 180. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And if you feel like this now and you've never felt like what you could possibly feel like, mm-hmm. once you feel like that, there's no going back. You will not, yes. you'll want more of it. You'll feel like, you mean I can feel this good all the time? And when that happens, you could do it every single day and improve on it over and over again and then give it a year. Yep. I tell oh. people, like, really, think of a year from now because it's short, short, short term, right? Right. They're well, like, well th- three months, that's a long time. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Is it really? Like, what about the rest of your life? What? Stuck feeling like shit. For decades of your life, they've done already. That's a long time. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting though that you can turn things around in ninety days as opposed to like nineteen, twenty, thirty years of yeah. damage you well, did for yourself. That's yeah. incredible. The body, how yeah. incredible it is. Right. The body. I mean, able to heal not in itself. every instance, right? But in I some- know we don't heal anything. I tell people I'm not a healer. I'm a facilitator. I'm a facilitator. You, your body, your your wisdom. You do it all by yourself. You just. I just hold the space and create the right conditions. Yeah. And these plant medicines do that for us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Someone has, they, I don't sleep for them. No. I'll try. I'll try. I'll try my mountain. I'll climb a mountain for you, but I don't know about sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> we do value sleeping quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty important. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Thank you for joining yeah, us. What I is guess. that website? Thank you, so, thank you. And what is that website uh, and all that? My websites, I have two. I have amayashiva.com and then I have uh, my supplements website, which is siddhalabs.com. S-I-D-D-H-A labs. Give me a, what, what is your process for creating a supplement? Ah, well, 
the first product I ever created was Vital Vegetarian. Now it's called Vital Vegan. But I was, uh, I'm part of a spiritual community where everyone is vegetarian. And I was, I went to this meetup, like the spiritual gathering. And I was like, y'all look like shit in my head. I didn't say that. I was like, nice to see you. (laughs) But they all had a pallor. They were all iron deficient, uh, folic acid and B12 deficient. And so I created a formula using Ayurvedic iron, which is very different from Western iron supplements in that it's um, processed over 10 months to yield a nanoparticle form that is bioavailable and digestible and is actually good for the spleen instead of clogging down the liver and spleen, right? So that was my impetus, really seeing man, these people need this. And I have the skill set, like creating formulas is my superpower. It's, I'm just really good at it. And so I, that was the thing. I That's made the cool. first thing, yeah. And then I just started to build from there, like where where is there room for quality supplements that actually do what they're supposed to and work at the root cause. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Sweet. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, awesome. thank you guys so much thank for tuning you. in. Thank you. Yay.